Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FP crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet and greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oi. The boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, and Andy, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. I was actually selling some furniture. <laughs> Where are you? Second half. When I came back to the TV, I'm like, it's two to one. For, it was two to one for Jamaica. I'm like, what the f- what what's going on? You need to back up to the Canada selling the furniture. Yeah. What kind of furniture? <laughs> <laughs> is this something you dabble in frequently? This is a side hustle. Well, Sounds like a metaphor to me. One of my no selling furniture. In fact, I gave it away. I felt bad for the guy. <laughs> oh really? Did you know that you gave it away? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry, I gave it sorry, to the guy. I talked over you. That's quite right. It was nothing interesting. I Show said then comment. he eliminated himself. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Oh, so our website's uh, started. We just paid it's our first. It's a go. So, uh, Dubs, do me a favor. Mm-hmm. I knew, I, I know you sent me some pictures, mm-hmm. um, but there's one that you liked. I like them all, but there's one that you preferred. I just want to make sure we're all using pictures. That we prefer. I'll send everyone the decks. Is everybody, yeah, let me get you is a new everybody one. using like a like a cheesy like a like a like a business one or? No, like, no. I think we should be more cash. I <laughs> I <didn't> think- think- <laughs> we should get headshots done at some point. I'll do something because I hate mine. It's a fucking sports net one. I can't stand it. I don't want to do. Yeah. You Are you do doing that. like a I'm double jumping. hand like on your hips thing? Akimbo. Yeah. Yeah. Charms. <laughs> me? Huh? 
revered pundit of Canadian soccer, oh, Tim yeah. Sherman, <laughs> also a superhero. You know how, those, head, you know how those, <laughs> those glamour shots are? They're just terrible, you know? Like, lean yeah. forward and sticking. Uh, uh. <laughs> Look <Why> natural. <laughs> you guys ever see that on 30 Rock? Where Alec Baldwin's playing the boss and they're, like, filming a video. And he's like, what, what do I do with my hands? Like, and he's like, like picks up two mugs and he's like, oh, this, uh, this is much better. This feels natural. <laughs> like, no. And then he like forgets the laws of opposition when he's walking. He's like, opposite arm, opposite leg. No, same arm, same leg. <laughs> I've been watching the best of 30 Rock. I got a, I got a JC voice note here. You want to hear it? Sure. Yep. That's how we'll start the show. Hey guys, JC, uh, I uh, got lost after BMO Field last night, and I never really found my way home. So uh, I won't be joining you tonight, but I hope you have a great show. And uh, question: If you're if if you're underneath the road, but uh, in the sewer when there's rats, what like I mean, what's like protocol on that? Because that's kind of where I'm at. But uh, anyway, I'll hopefully I'll one day get out of here. See you later. Jesse's saying he can't make it tonight. He's a he's a teenage mutant ninja turtle now. Yeah. <laughs> How's your mic now, Jimmy? Is it working yet? It is. Mm. I think it is. Was that working? Yeah, no. it is now. No, I don't know what it is. Yes. You have no idea. Just lean into your computer just to make sure that when you speak. So so what so we get the the computer <laughs> microphone. <laughs> What are you doing? This is stupid. I can tell you something else that's not working. That pose and your lilac sweatshirt. <laughs> I get a lot of compliments for this, Dubs. Do you? Oh, I know. That's nice. Keep wearing it then. This color. All right, thank you. Anytime, then, Charms, for your birthday. We won't worry about We'll We'll pump them up. You'll pump what up? Jimmy's VO. Oh, okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Jimmy's okay. VO? Yeah, his VO. I shower a few times a day, guys, just to let you know. Oh, a few times. Really? I smell like uh, pie. Right I don't like smell. What, <laughs> what kind of pie? What kind of pie? Yeah, uh, cheese and steak and um, mm. shepherd's pie mm -hmm. and uh, some tortillera. So I cooked today. Mm. Mm. Honestly, I like, you spend like a day in the kitchen, like you just stink. You really yeah. do. It's, it's awful. What's well, awful? It's nice smells, but you kind of get sick. You know, of it. What, you know, in your promo, I think it was on Instagram for Sherman's Proper Pies for I think Black Friday, oh, and yeah. there's a lovely picture of I think it's beef and cheese pie, steak and, and I noticed, cheese. sorry, excuse me, steak and cheese, and I noticed the the French translation, it's steak au fromage, not steak et fromage, and I was wondering if that was a conscious choice. You're asking the wrong person. Um, <laughs> we, we actually use a translation company for that. Mm. So I, I don't know. I didn't question it because well, you should. I can barely speak English. Because it's not wrong. Mm. It's just neither one nor the other. It's just oh. it's a but choice. But is this a Quebecer thing or is this a uh, – because I know Ottawa French and international French is different, obviously, than Quebec French and Acadian French and all that. So steak – Au fromage versus steak et fromage. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Want to hear a funny story about people and uh, and those bags of pies? Yeah. And I, I just, it's a short story. Uh, I won't comment on it or give an opinion. I'll let you guys decide for yourselves. Um, so we, we get the bags made and you get your ingredients in the back and your um, all the panels, which you must do for regulatory reasons. 
Um, anyway, so I, I screwed up, right? So the chicken balti pie, chicken, sorry, sorry, yeah, chicken balti pie, chicken curry. On the front, it says chicken balti pie. In the ingredients, in the English version, I forgot to put chicken in there. Poulet is in there in the French, but it's chicken balti, but I forgot someone complained about this. Mm. And that we had to chicken does not appear in the ingredient list? Yeah. And um, wanted free pies. We said, well, thanks for telling us, but no, you're not getting free pies. And they complained to a certain, I won't say where, and we had to change the whole bags. Oh, dear. People. It's called yeah, chicken yeah, do it. Yeah, do adjust your bag. Who has the time to do that? I'm not commenting on it, Jimmy. I'm just. Well, I'll have, you know, Judy Walsh, when I was vegan, called once because the Walsh family enjoyed this particular brand of apple pie that my mom got at the local grocer. And the and as Charms knows, the ingredients are listed in order of quantity. So the greater quantity is listed first to lesser quantity less, uh, listed last. And so the last ingredient, so it was like a small percentage, was egg white as a glaze to make the crust nice and brown. And so me as a vegan, I could not eat it and I didn't eat it. My mom wrote to the company and they changed their ingredient and it became vegan thanks to Judy Walsh. Ooh. Wow, really? Who has time for that? Has time my for that. mom. <laughs> my mom had time for that. Yeah. A retired English teacher and these types of things were very important to her. If we uh we'll now the crust and is shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was forest, I'll have you know. Dirty looking. If we're putting yeah. an ingredients list together for Canada's men's soccer team, what do they need the most of? Hmm. Egg white. <laughs> <laughs> Make it nice and brown and crusty on top when you yeah. bake them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finish it off. Yeah, Ooh, that's event. That's all some of that. Boy, but what a- before we get into that, I need to go back where Walmer said that Ottawa French is different from Quebec French. Yeah, all different, all different tones, all different slang. Um, Acadian French mm. is a whole another level where my family's from, because it's really, they use a lot of English words with, with a French accent. Um, and Quebec has, you know, if you're from someone from like Shibugumu, mm-hmm. it's different. And Shefferville, which is like way or up there. Saguenay, Lac saint Yeah, exactly. Or, it's, it's, Bay. it's dialect. Different. Yeah, it's, it's different yeah, dialect. But no, well, just no, it's, it's not just dialect. Make own words. It, they make up their own words. Well, then There's it's not different. like Paris French that we should be learning, is it? Well, that's the thing. You don't have to learn petty French. You can learn international French, which is you can learn any French that makes you work. Just like anybody around here, they come up with words like in England. We don't use the same words like, like a boot, a boot. What's a boot in? Well, in Scotland, you go, it's a boot the way, you know, son. A boot is where you, it's, it's called a trunk here in Canada. Yeah, in, exactly. No, in, in, in the UK, we call it a boot. A boot. Yeah, You've yeah. got some junk in your boot. <laughs> That's not bad, Amy. It's, it's, it's not the same the ring, is it? <laughs> no. Treadmill. Christ, are we going to okay, keep going? Know that. So, oh, should we stop go. this right now, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. There is some stuff that. to talk about. I thought we were learning all the same French, but we're not. Jimmy no. just knows Gagnon. Gagnon. Winner Gagnon. Win, win, chicken dinner. Go ahead, Charms. Yeah, there's a game last night. Fuck, do you want to talk about it? Sure. Nah. Jesus Christ. Do you not want to talk well. a little bit more about Bermuda grass? No? <laughs> no, I don't. 
I'm done with oh, that. Thank God. Bermudian grass. <laughs> Bermudian. Well, they did better on Bermuda grass than wherever the hell they're playing on last last night. Is it, let me ask you this: As a Canada, they lose to Jamaica. Everyone listening to this knows that. Is the hard truth that Canada's just really average and took advantage of a Concacaf in transition and decline during qualifying? Or am I just being emotional and just uh, recently biased is, is turning me against this team? Anyone? <laughs> Dubs? Do you want me to repeat it? I don't know. I think it's a little bit of, of recency bias. I think everybody's feeling a little bit emotional. I think everybody's feeling like that game should have been taken care of. Um but, you know, was the decline long before the poor showing at, at the World Cup? I don't know. Or was there never really a decline? Because as you say, this was just a team that was measuring itself against lesser opponents. It's, it's hard to say. I think that regardless, there was an absolute ascension of, of the program, of the talent, um, the the individual players filling different positions that was allowing this team to express itself in ways that we we hadn't seen for years, um, and then we came to expect more. I think that ex- expectations definitely rose for this team, and then got to a point where maybe they exceeded expectations, but also reality and what we should be expecting from this team. And then so that the team has failed to meet them, but I also think what. That game yesterday, I mean, the expectations were reasonable for them, even coming down off that high of of Kings of CONCACAF and all that sort of stuff, what had long since passed. That game was a winnable game. So I think there is a little bit, I think it's it's two things, as it always is. It's nuance, it's not just black and white. Um, this team is at a point where they are going to have to take a step forward. Um, there is, there is, we have to take a hard look at our federation. We have to take a hard look at our development, but I also think with the talent that you have at your disposal, then this golden generation of talent, you must do better in that second half. You must do better with, if you look at the recent results in this last calendar year, you have to do better. Is it a golden generation, Craig, or just a couple of really good players and a bunch of very average players? No, I, I think that there was a, you know, taking advantage of a poor CONCACAF, no question about it. And I don't even, up until the last half an hour of the, the game last night, I wasn't impressed with Jamaica at all either. And they've, they, they've really sort of underperformed. But at the same time, you look at the talent that we do have, and we have ample talent in the uh, offensive third or even midfield. I mean, look at these players. I mean, Laren. Playing, you know, at top level, Buchanan is a great player. Davies, maybe the best set of left-sided player in the world. David, Eustachio, Larea, like Osorio. These guys are all fantastic in that zone. And then you go to the back, and it's just been – it has been a problem, and it has always been, certainly over the last few years, a question mark. They just have done quite well. Vittoria did really well at his age, to be fair. He's done incredibly well, but he knows now, and everybody else knows as well, that he's not going to be able to sustain that and play at that level. Uh, Miller's slow. 
Um, and it's a, it's a problem that the back line is just not good enough. They concede way too easily. And I thought the warning signs were there in the first half. There was a couple of really good chances by Jamaica, even though they didn't play very well. And you just thought if they can turn this around and take advantage of their opportunities, this might be a different story. And that's what I just was found very bizarre. Some of the substitutions and just how they managed the game. It just seemed very strange to me and almost like they thought it was already done and dusted, even with, you know, with Milan doing a few keepy uppies, like it, it looked uh, like the result was already done and they were celebrating, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I saw a few people tweet after the fact that it was a, a sublime first 45 minutes. And I, I don't really think that it was. I think if you look at the grade A chances that were offered to this team that should have been put away, it could have easily been <laughs> two or three nil, right? It probably should have been. And it should have been by by Laren, right? He should have converted on those opportunities, on those chances. Um, and mm-hmm. he doesn't, but it was against a very, very poor Jamaican side that did not look engaged. They were so stretched. It just, Canada just had like free reign to just run at that back line, which we knew was was poor, was slow, and that was, was there to be exposed. And Canada did all of that. Um, and then so the second half, yeah, Jamaica rallied and they came at Canada and they were aggressive. They moved low up into that midfield and Canada didn't have an answer for that aggressive mindset and like seeking to disrupt and and exactly what he did on that first goal where he surprised Eustachio. The support was not there. I think Canada was a little bit naive. They were they're still f- like flying those uh, those wingbacks high up the pitch, especially when they were in their own defensive third not really giving those midfielders a whole lot of opportunities um, in terms of support, but also Eustachio mm-hmm. should have done better. Um, so I don't think it was this great gulf, you know, or void between the first half performance and the second half performance. I just think it was all of a sudden Jamaica showed up. So I don't know what, what your take was um, on it, Jimmy, sitting in that booth at BMO. You know, I watched, I watched the first half and I, I was really, really pleased with, with the performance. I loved, you know, the, the attacking enthusiasm where we had numbers going. At times you look, it was, it was like the red arrows. It was just numbers going forward. We overloaded the box. We got into those great areas. We're creating chances. And I loved it. A couple, a couple times it scared me a little bit because I didn't think we were defensively organized. And then that's where you need your two center backs to say, okay, if we're going to go forward, we're going to bomb on, we've got to sense danger. And I don't think we sense danger a lot of the time. And meaning that you've got to organize. Yeah, okay, if your fullbacks want to go and your midfielders and the two center backs have got to organize. They've got to pull people back in. They've got to pull the reins. And I don't think we just – we didn't have that leader that can pull people into place and say, yeah, okay, let's go forward, but let's sense, sense danger. What are we losing? Then what happens? we got to make sure that we're organized defensively sound. And I think sometimes we weren't. Um, the second half, I felt the Jamaicans changed their formation as well. They went more with a 4-2-4. They had to because they had to go for it. They had to push forward. Um, but then – that's where we've got to match their energy. And we didn't match their energy. We didn't. We dropped off a little bit. And I understand the tactical switch where um, he brought on Oso, he brought on Kay, he brought on Hoylet as soon as we went up because you had to. You had to do that because we had too many attacking players that wanted to go forward. They didn't want to defend. You're, you're, you're winning the game now. 
And that's where you needed that, you know, that, that organization, that discipline where we're going to get into our two banks of four. We're going to we're going to defend now. We're going to be organized because they're going to throw everything at us. And we've got to be disciplined because the game got so stretched at one point. It was just end to end and end. You can't mm-hmm. play that way. You cannot play that way. There's got to be some discipline that's that's involved in the match, especially with 10 to 15 minutes left to go. So I got the substitute. Uh, I got the substitutions. I understand what they were trying to do because they more or less went with a four-five-one, and then you get a shitty penalty. Was it a penalty? For me, I don't think so. I thought it was soft. I thought it was very fucking soft. That penalty. Mm-hmm. And as the ball is coming across, Stekio's his arms next to his body. He's pulled it in tight. It's come off him a little bit. And a fraction, and it's not like it, it hit him and it was a massive deflection that's gone elsewhere. It's brushed along his arm. Brushed along his arm and gave a penalty. Mm-hmm. And I thought uh, that I thought the Canadians were a little bit hard done by with that call as well. But overall, for me in the second half, tactic substitutions got it. We just did not match the work rate of the Jamaicans in the second half, and that's what causes problems because we were a little bit cavalier at times. So you think Moro got the substitutions right? So tactical substitutions, you agree? What about the players who came uh, in for that role, though? You got got 12 minutes left in the match. You're up by one. You're up by one. You know know what's coming now. Jamaicans got to throw everything. And the Jamaican substitutions were all putting attacking players on. So why do we need attackers on? We don't need the attacking players on right now because we don't need another goal. We've got to defend. We've got to be organized and disciplined. So, but that mindset wasn't there, though. You make the substitution, but then it just seems like on the pitch, nobody had that awareness to recognize that's what they had to do. Those wingbacks were still flying up, seemingly with no defensive responsibility and collectively well, the, defend- the, the wingbacks weren't flying up in the last 10, 15 minutes of the match. They weren't going forward. No, no, no. Because we went, we more or less went in that 4 5 1 shape because Kyle Lyron came on, also came on. You're talking uh, after the penalty? No, no, no. When we when we went up, when we scored, and we were we were back in back in the lead. Kone's goal was to equalize, was it not? To make it two two. Right. No, the only that, time we were that, in the lead that, was when we were up one 0 I mean. that's, I mean. that's what I mean. Like once okay. once Kone scored, then we're 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 two two. Then then you make the substitutions. What was there? Like thirteen minutes left in the match. I think it was a 74th minute and he makes that triple substitution. Well, Morrow said post-match, he said that um, he'd hoped to actually make that switch a lot earlier, but yeah. then Jamaica scored and he had to keep the offensive players on the yeah, pitch because longer. They, 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 were, they were lined up to come on. They were lined up to come on. And then we went back the other way and we scored. And then he made the substitution. So he brought in Junior, he brought in uh, Anthony Kay, and he brought in also. Mm-hmm. And that was to shore it up now. Because you don't need to go forward. You were in a good spot right now. We're holding the lead. And I understand what he was trying to do because at that at that point as well, you had Davis, you had Buchanan, you had Laren, you had David. Like these guys want to go forward. They don't want to defend. First 45 minutes, yeah, they were doing both both parts. They were doing mm-hmm. the dirty work as well, as well as getting the joy going forward. Yeah. But once you come towards that last 15, 20 minutes of the game, you can't expect those 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 forward thinking players to defend. That's not in their nature. And that's why you have to make that substitution to bring in those defensive-minded players that can hold the shape. Yeah, I don't debate that. I think that maybe 
I think Piet was probably more suited to close out that game than, say, Mark Anthony K. Yeah, but I think you're looking at required well. at that point. You, you, you've got to look at it as well. And I, and I like Piet. I like the way he plays. But he doesn't have the legs. He doesn't have that. He And what I mean by the legs, he, he's not quick enough. He's not quick enough to get back and track runners. And K That's, is? He's a little bit quicker than what, what Piet is. Piet's not quick. He's not a quick player. He's and you saw him when he against Japan as well. He got exposed. He gets exposed against those midfielders that fucking everybody did against Japan. <laughs> but what, what I mean is, at the international level, it's it's a different standard. It's it's uh, it's about the pace. There's so much pace in the game, and they lose runners. And I felt that that's where Piet struggled a little bit. Yeah, on the ball, clever, can read the game, but he doesn't have the pace. Cornelius as well at center back does not have the pace. He got exposed a number of times trying to track runners. Can't do it. Slow. Pace. Oh, my God. The slow. He got, out, he, he got outran multiple times. The where the guy, Yeah. yeah but that's, that's, that's the reason why you put – Larea goes to left back. Larea's got the pace. He can deal with one-on-one. Right? You put Johnson that was on the right. He was dealing with it. He was showing, he was showing gray inside. All day long. Bring him inside. Bring him inside. We're numbers up. We can deal with this. Johnson didn't Johnson didn't want Gray going down the line because Johnson couldn't hold him because Johnson he doesn't have the pace to match Gray. So he's got to be clever. But when you're down the middle and you're in the spine, Cornelius didn't have the pace. He does not have the pace to get back. That's what we're not insulated by another guy with pace either. But, but your center midfielders, they got to have the pace. we got pace going forward. you got to match up those. And that's where you keep talking about, you know, in football where we say ma- you've got to win your individual battles. Your individual battles is you've got to match up all over the park. And if you're playing against, against uh, Alfonso Davies, and I thought the right back, uh, what was his name, Lacubidius, uh, I thought he was very, very good at right back because he, he matched up with Davies. And I thought he was good defensively because he, he matched up it with Davies pace and he struggled at times. And that's where we let ourselves down was we, we struggled defensively where we couldn't match their pace and we didn't match their work effort, their work effort. Or the intensity in the, in the second half. Oh, the, intensity. But the last thing about subs, and then I'm going to, I'm going to move off of this. We can talk about something else, Charms, but Russell Rowe in for Eustachio. You can't let more off the hook for that. What's he thinking with that move? I was just going forward. You need another attack of mind. Attack mind. Why do you take your stack you off though? You need a goal, and you're going to pull him off the pitch. I wonder how much was fatigue. I mean, these guys have played what two games in three days at yeah. that point. That's why he took off uh, Kone, uh, and Kone had played pretty well. I thought he was running. He was an engine Kone, in that midfield. Kone was brilliant. I really thought that that was probably one of the best games I've ever seen Kone play. And because when you're there, you're live and you see it. A lot of times, you don't see it on camera. But when you see it, when you're live and you can see the movement, what they're doing, tracking runners, the amount of ground that they cover off the ball, I thought Coney was absolutely brilliant. That's probably one of the best games that I've ever seen Coney play. But when you come to the last, you know, the last five, five, eight minutes of the match, you've, you've got to throw everything forward. You, you're trying to get all the attacking players onto the pitch as many as you can. And that's why they went with three in the back. Then Larea, they had Miller, and they had uh, what's his name, Cornelius. At the back, they have, they, they end up going with three. 
just to push everybody forward, trying to get as many attack players as they had on the pitch. Mind you, Cornelius has got pace compared to the guy he replaced, right? Stephen Vittoria. So maybe the centre-back is an area of concern. It is. We know it is. But listen, I mean, we, we, we can talk about pace and formations and, and substitutions. Yeah, I, I get all that. But wasn't the biggest concern that second half, the complete lack of goddamn effort to start the half and they're being overrun, outmuscled, losing 50-50s? Hmm. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. But for, for Milan Boyan to come out post-match and say, we thought it would be easy at 1-0. I give him credit for being honest. Who Look, the hell are these guys that they are? I'm, I'm going to... I know I'm talking a lot because I'm, I'm frustrated a little bit and I, I was, I was there watching it, right? For me, uh, we, we lost a midfield battle when low went into the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. We lost it because he came up with a little bit of aggression. He started throwing his body around and that's where stacks, you, you know, this as well, right? When there was a tackle that I think it went on uh, as Stacchio and low came in from behind. That's where you need the, the, the tougher guys, the, the older, experienced guys getting in Lowe's face right now, saying more or less, you fucking touch him one more time, I am going through you like there's no tomorrow. And you're, the next time Lowe touches that ball, you are fucking smashing him, smashing him, letting him know, going, don't even think about going after a Stecchio again because he came from behind on a Stecchio. Now, if I'm on the pitch, you're on the pitch, anybody else on the pitch that, that's got a little bit of balls, you're going after Lowe and say, don't ever do that again. Because Lowe's trying to make a statement, right? Trying to get that, that little bit of fear. Because Stecchio's not that type of guy that's physical and he wants to play that way. Stecchio's the type of guy who wants to get in the ball and he wants to play football. He's a beautiful footballer. But you need somebody that's on that pitch that's going to protect Stecchio as well. And let those certain players on the pitch know you, you're not going to play that game. You're not going to do it next time. Who is that guy, Jimmy? In Canada, who, who is that guy? Who do we have available? I don't know. I don't know who that guy is that can roll up the sleeves and stick up for certain players and say, don't even think about doing that again. Dude, is this the first game, Jimmy? Is this the first game that we really realized that Atiba is now retired? Yeah, we got bullied in the middle of the park. There's right. nobody that's going to go in there with a good tackle and give somebody something. There's no leadership. There was none there, right? And then just let me finish, Sharms, and then we, you guys can go on whatever you like. But the, the part, the part that I, Do you want to tell us something for free? I'm going to tell you this for free. That fucking drove me crazy. When that ball gets back, played back to Boran, and he starts juggling the ball, you're asking for trouble. You're asking for trouble. Because you guys have all played. You understand. When someone does that and they start... Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com bike slash rentals. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
taking the piss a little bit. You get fired up now. You get fired up. You get wound up. And sure enough, a minute after he did that, Jamaica came back the other way and scored. I don't even think it was a minute. And the players, the players ran right over to, to Borant and fucking were thrown in his face. Like, you can't do that. You're just enticing them. <laughs> You're fueling the fire. You know, we talk about experience. You you got to respect the game. You got to respect your opposition. You can't do that. You cannot do that. And the minute that he did that, I looked at, at Wheeler and I shook my head and I went, what is he doing now? Why? Why? Well, is you he said just- it on the broadcast. You're like, oh, no, I, I don't like that. Can't be doing I that. Like Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Can but I- Sharms, you said it's about leadership and it's part of, of, of leadership, but it's also having the right balance on the pitch. And you mentioned Atiba. Perhaps that's the ingredient that's missing. Um, but, you know, a guy like Daniil Henry for a long time, we're like, why is he still here? Maybe he's kind of like that hard man that was there to send messages occasionally, right? To just go yeah. through a guy. But and like, then that you're, player you're didn't hard. think about it again, right? You're totally That's right, part Dubs. of it. You're totally right, Dubs, because if Daniel Henry was on that pitch, and people can say whatever they want to say about Daniel Henry, Daniel Henry would have went through low like there's no tomorrow and let him know. Don't mm-hmm. even think about doing that again. Yep. And that would have been, been for a second penalty he gave away. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. There's a big man. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You're going to go on the football. Give me a side. break. Wait, but but physically, he would have done that for us, and you know that. Yeah, but he it's part of what you're saying. It's part of what you're saying before, Jimmy. Like that tackle early on by Low, because that was maybe I think five minutes into that second half, and it was yeah. right on the halfway stripe. That's that right. really hard tackle on Eustachio from behind. There yeah. should have been an answer for that, and there wasn't. And that exactly. allowed him to have free reign to just bully everybody in the middle of the park. And, and then if, if that was me, I would have left a stud on somebody. And for same sure. thing with Borean. The next time we had an offensive corner kick, I would have made sure I like went up for the header and just kind of missed and laid in with an elbow or something, yeah. right? Because you, you just you have love, to send a message. You have to. You're 100% right, Dubs. Because then what ended up happening was Lowe had the freedom of the, of the middle of the park because he went through he went through Estecchio. Uh, then he went through Davies. He went through a couple of players in the middle of the park and started taking full control of it. Totally right in what you're saying. But and I thought they were brothers, that. Jimmy. I thought they were huh? brothers and, and they stick up for each other. Yeah, well, we didn't have that. <laughs> I wanted to read. We can't say that they don't, but I mean, it goes back to that balance piece that I'm saying. You have to. You have to have the skill. You have to have the finesse. You have to have the pace. You have to have the veteran leadership. You have to have the youth, but they're also in there. There has to be that blue collar approach. And what Jimmy's saying in the middle of the park, we got absolutely bossed and nobody was able to meet that energy, not because we didn't have the talent or the wherewithal to do it. It's because nobody was willing to get stuck in and meet them on aggression and intensity and tackling and regains and interceptions, all the fucking grunt work. Nobody was willing to do that. And Canada's had that, though. In World Cup qualifying, they had that spadesworths, right? They were getting stuck in. They were the kings of chaos. They like things to go, you know, us against the world. That's what John Herman built, that mindset. Where's that gone? It, it can't just be because Atiba's left. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, listen, um, when I mention Atiba, I'm talking about Atiba five years ago, not, not the recent, you know, couple of years, right? Where, what happened? Do you look at the coach? Is is it Morrow? 
I don't, I'm not pointing fingers here, but something went very wrong in that second half, and it's really cost Canada. But like you said, Dubs, this isn't just a one-off. This goes back to World Cup qualifying. After they qualified as Jamaica, there's some some dodgy results, weren't putting performances in. It's been a long time now. Is this just what it is, Craig? That's my point. Is this kind of what Canada is? Decent team, especially going forward, but they are so far from being a complete team. And perhaps we really have underrated CONCACAF and, and just, you know, what's happening within CONCACAF. Well, I, I think we showed how naive we were because for 160 minutes, Jamaica showed nothing, nothing. I nearly, you know, I, I was so close to putting a tweet out. I was like, is there, is there, a, a, outside of Blake, is there a Jamaican player that actually gives a shit? Because they certainly don't look like it. And I was like, you know what? They created a decent chance just before halftime. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to hold off on that tweet <laughs> because they have really good players. They have dangerous players. And they were just like, when are they going to turn it on? And, and they turned it on in the last half an hour before that. And I think that's where we were naive to think, you know, hey, we'll have a little juggle up here. We're going to see this game out. They're showing no signs of scoring. The only time we ever gave a goal away is when we fell asleep in Jamaica. And then I think they put they went on cruise control and they weren't able to switch back on again. And it was, you know, with a dodgy penalty, whatever, you know, it, these mm-hmm. things happen. They didn't put their chances away, like in the first half with Laren. With that, it was a good save by Blake. Give him credit. He made some very good saves. And our goalkeeper didn't. So, he, you know, that, that's a difference right there, too, in the two goalkeepers on the, on the night. But I think it was just the case of being naive and Jamaica just turned it on and they weren't able to deal with it. Yeah, because there was that warning sign, that warning bell with that. Was it uh, was it Bailey off the bar mm-hmm. a couple minutes into the second half? That mm-hmm. should have been it. That was your wake up call. It was provided to you. You didn't have to conjure it. It was right there. Yeah, and just before halftime, a uh, ball by Gray. Uh, it was put. I thought he should have scored it, and he, he missed the header, and it just went by and glanced. I can't remember who it was. Nicholson. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, "Ooh, that's a good chance." I thought he should have buried that, and it's like, "Hold off on that tweet, big man." <laughs> <laughs> okay, boys and girls. So, what do you do now? You got a game in March. It's a long way to think about and overanalyze against Trinidad Tobago, a game that <laughs> you should win. The U.S. just lost two yeah. one to them. Yep. So, what what do you do? If you whoever the coach is right now, having an interim coach isn't isn't the perfect situation because Morrow he couldn't make too many dramatic calls or changes. Right, he had to keep it pretty safe, and it looked pretty good for forty five minutes yesterday. Looked okay in the first leg in Jamaica, but whoever the coach is going to be, what do you do with this group? Right, there's there's no youngster coming through who's going to force himself onto this team and and solve all the problems. There's some youngsters in the pipeline, great, but what we see right now is kind of what we're going to have for the next couple of years. You might see a do Fougerel. Fougerel. You might see him get some, you know, there's some players who might get opportunities, um, but not many. Not, not that was Ottawa just. French. <laughs> That's right, Thank you, Greg. Yes, exactly. But what, what, what's he supposed to do? Okay, so the one thing you can do is, uh, is, is the goalkeeper, right? The goalkeeper is also your captain. So you change, you take Milan Borian out of the side, then you need a new captain. Who's the leader? Who's going to be the guy to calm things down, to make that tackle, to have a little word in the ear of some, uh, you know, over exuberant opponent? Well, being a goalkeeper, you can't do shit anyway. 
captain as a goalkeeper is like if you if you think that he's got a chance to get involved or even maybe get a little extra from the referee captain as a goalkeeper is the stupidest thing i ever thought i was captain a couple times i'm like what the fuck i don't want to be captain and i can't even do anything about it anyway i'm in the 18 yard box what happens if something happens down the other end i'm, I'm gonna run down there and get a little extra rain from the referee because mm-hmm. no, the didn't. armband affords you a certain amount of latitude you can run alongside the the referee and you can have a chat and sometimes mm-hmm. not not the nicest of chats and you're you're afforded a little bit more leeway than the other players because you are wearing that armband and as a goalkeeper being the captain you can't yeah. do that unless you're out for a fucking stroll and then you're into even more trouble <laughs> yeah. so jimmy what do you do what's, what's, what's the plan then how do we uh, change this? Well, it's a good question, but I just wanted to know. I know it's it's. I'm just going back to something, but I wanted it's to the know. Subs, isn't it? It's a subs no, again. Oh, no, please, let's talk about the subs more. But it was more the the shot that came in. Remember when Low tackles Estecchio, wins mm-hmm. the ball, gives it to Nicholson. Forrest, I want your opinion. Do you think Boren could have saved that because it was right inside? It was under his arm. Coming right by his ribcage. Mm-hmm. I looked at that and I thought, he should have got something on that, no? Yeah, I would agree with that. It beat him center of the net. Uh, he hit it well, but I think he was almost in the position where he was going to just spread himself or, you know, but it leaves him in a position where he can't react. But anything that beats you, I mean, if you're in training and you got a, if you got a phone booth and you tell a guy to beat you in the phone booth, you can take 100 shots and not beat him. But that yeah. beat him in a phone booth. Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought it was so. I thought it was so close to him. Yeah, and I thought there was enough distance from where the shot was. I mean, there was, an, you know, sometimes when you're if he's three yards away, but there was enough distance. But he's probably what sixteen yeah. yards out. A little, bit, yeah. a little bit closer than that, I think, but not much. Maybe like fourteen to thirteen or something like yeah. that. And Milan was like eight yard or no, sorry, five yards, four yards out, something like that. Yeah, it beat him right in the center of the net. But mm-hmm. Even the second goal, Borean sliding over, maybe it's a trickier save, Forrest. Maybe I should be giving him more credit, but like you're trying to make yourself big there, but you're outstretched. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I don't know. That one also looked savable. Yeah, it was savable. And, and I thought he did everything right. And sometimes you can get yourself in that position where you're spreading yourself. You're almost favored to make the save because of the proximity of where the shot's coming. But it's it somehow finds the gap through your legs or under your arm, and you're just like, "Fuck!" So I didn't think he made a mistake there, but it was it was certainly one where it was savable. And at the moment, I think that some goalkeepers make the net look really small, and some look it look make it look really big. And at the moment, it looks really big when Milan is playing. I got to be honest. I don't understand why you're not the Canadian technical director for coaching or for goalkeeper. I really don't. I don't understand. He's selling furniture on Facebook. <laughs> Jay. Yeah. The, 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 the highest level of goalkeeping. I'm giving furniture away out here. What are you talking about? I got no time for that. You got the most expertise <laughs> in goalkeeping in this country. And why are you not involved in Canada soccer? I don't understand. Mm. I, it blows my fucking mind. Craig, when was the last time someone called you from Canada Soccer about a potential said, role? Look at the goalkeepers. Help never. Us never. never. Then you, you, no one's ever called you from Canada Soccer about a role. Ever. No. It's a you have disgrace. way more experience than any goalkeeping coach that's been on that bench. 
men and women, and they don't ask for your expertise. I don't yeah. get it. I don't get it. Sums up, sums it all up. I don't. I think it. sometimes it's a bit of a threat to some people. I don't know. It's look. I've played 450 game professional football games in my life. Right, Dubs has played professional football, represented this country. We're asking you for your expertise on goalkeeping. We're asking you. In fairness, Wonga and I aren't. Fucking crazy. No. No, no. <laughs> That's right. I, I want to know about how. I want to know about what your favorite pie is. That's what I want. <laughs> I think if Craig wrote a book, though, it should be called "Spreading Myself." Tales of Goalkeeping by Craig Forrest. <laughs> Make yourself big. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different book. That's a different All right, yeah, chapter yeah. Of the book anyway. Instead of yeah, massive... no, it's, it's crazy. We could we could go on for hours about what Canada Soccer should do. Do you think Moro Biello has, has ruled himself out now of the top job given what happened? Or is that too soon to say? First half, I think you're looking going, he's got the job. Second half, we kind of fell apart. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? It's tough. It's forty-five minutes. I know you got a lot of stuff right. It's crazy. It's a football. Unforgiving, isn't it? The bottom line is oh. whether it's Morrow's the right guy or not. Whether it doesn't matter. Um, they have to go through the right process, and they'll get their, their general secretary, and then they have to interview people for this job. It's an important job, not just within Canada. And we discussed the the Tommy Wilden Juniors and the Bobby Smirnoffs who should be interviewed for this job, as well as Morrow. There's other people outside of Canada. You look at Jamaica, their coach, the Icelandic coach, right? He's a, pedig a pedigreed football man, though, right? With success internationally. Jamaica have no money. Mm -hmm. right? There's people out there. So, but you know what? <laughs> that game of March is, is coming sooner and sooner. They better get their shit together. They dodged a bit of the bullet, though, with Mexico winning on penalties, didn't they? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> TNT is going to look okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they wouldn't have played – I don't think they would have been able to play Mexico, right? Oh, that's right. System. Yeah, it's it was like, never, it's, it's it was never possible. FIFA rankings, hey, yeah. Can I, can I read a couple of uh, uh, tweets from our, from our peeps out there? The <laughs> tweets from our is, peeps. Uh, the first one is uh, from Craig Forrest. We're, <laughs> we're, conf we're conference level in defense – and top drawer in attack. And Maybe Craig should put his phone number out on Twitter so people actually know <laughs> yeah, how yeah. to call him. Maybe that's what it is. They don't know how to call Craig. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, it's it's completely true. Craig is, mm. uh, is a mystery to all of us. Uh, our friend Scott Thompson, <laughs> our friend Scott Thompson <laughs> while results can sometimes be deceptive, these ones aren't. Hasn't been a good performance for some time. Stone Monkey, who I'm not sure who that is. We got cocky and let the game slip. I thought Borian's comments were spot on about it, and his keepy-uppies were a perfect representation of that attitude. And I thought that was really poignant. And then the one that I want to know is, and you guys tell me, it's Harry Nikolidakakis. Not so easy, is it? Well, that was a hard one. It's, was all hard Greek, it's all Greek to Wonger. It's all Greek. <laughs> we need to get a Racist. tournament coach. This won't stop That's much even if Greek. we beat... Indeed. Yeah, it's Montreal, Montreal English. <laughs> Harry, Harry's my guy, actually. I know Harry. He's oh, from do Montreal. You? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so explain to me, is there something to be said about su a tournament coach, like someone who can come in and knows international tournament footy? Is it a different breed of coaching or a different style? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. 
I think like you look at a John Herdman, I mean, and I think that was his probably biggest concern for himself personally is that he lacked the actual experience at club level, but he wants to challenge himself, but it's a completely different animal when you're in day in, day out, as opposed to spending months trying to get everything ready for every single minute that you have the team together because you do not have them for that long. And more, we'd love to have these guys because I think this is a talented group to be able to put them together and spend some time with them a couple of weeks and melt, you know, gel together. But they certainly haven't been able to do that and they don't have the luxury of doing that. So, unfortunately for them, and the last a different one, thing, tournament coaching. And the last one was, uh, I forget who the name of the guy was, but I, he said, you know, Canada soccer is in free fall. And I was thinking about, I was thinking about Charms talking about earlier just what do you do? when the not only are the players not showing up in that second half the coach is on you know he's he's right now and kind of coaching while he doesn't have the job he's interim and even the federation has all these interim people like does that affect how you're going to play on the field when things are just because i don't want to always blame like last night's match i don't sit there and blame Canada soccer, even though people want to. I don't think that's a Canada soccer when you're up 1-0 going into the second half and already to... 3-1. Yeah, 3-1 on aggregate. And as Dub said, you got your wake-up call. You longer throwing things like on aggregate around. Yeah, so, so I, I, read, you. I read. I read. I'm learning. I'm learning. Well, I also have to, so go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. But it's, no, it's I'm like, saying I heard a few people talking about how missing out that window in September, not playing enough yes, games, was the yeah. reason. But that wasn't the reason during the first half. No, you're playing great football in the first half. Yeah, like at you some point, the guys on the field. To Jimmy's point, you need someone to say, "What the hold everyone accountable? What the fuck are we doing here? Keep your positioning, hustle, beat the guy in front of you, give him a nudge, give him a spike," like Amy says. What the hell are you doing out there? Yeah. The game. Listen, that that performance last night has got fuck all to do with Canada soccer. Thank it's you. got nothing to do with Canada soccer whatsoever. Yeah. That's about the players that are on that pitch. Nobody else. No one else. It's all about the players. And if they've lost the game, the players have lost the game. Nobody else has lost it. And if they won it, the players won the match. It's not all the administrative in Canada soccer. No chance. It's the players. And when you go out there and you play your football, and Forrest and Dubs, you know, when you go on that pitch, all the bullshit and the fluff that's all outside does not come into play when you're on that pitch playing football. It doesn't even come into your mind. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. No. If I threw one in, I would be like, ah, Canada soccer, fucking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at Argentina yesterday. Argentina, Brazil. Argentina had to watch their fans get their living shit kicked out of them by the police. Oh, Christ. It was awful. And they decided to keep playing the match uh, to try and calm things down. And, and they won the match. They kept their shit together, right? Because, like I said, once you're in that field, the out with distractions are not that. You, you, you forget about it, right? So you, there's such excuses. I tell you what, did worry me. It didn't worry me. I'm not surprised at all. It's just so typical. Again, it's just down this whole argument about where are we as a soccer nation. The fact that he couldn't sell, didn't try and sell that top level. Yeah. At BMO yeah. Field. Again. I mean, that, that thing was packed during the World Cup qualifying. It's packed when TFC play. 
where the hell are these fans on what a is a big though. game? It's a shit night. You guys know that. The weather was yeah, terrible. No, it's horrible night. But You're they didn't right. even try and sell it, though. That was before. I mean, that wasn't even for sale, that top level. The interest wasn't good enough to open it up. Mm. I think it's again. It's I'm not surprised. I'm not blaming Canada Soccer, although there wasn't much promotion. But I'm not blaming them for it. It's just again a, a hard reality check as to what we are as a as, as a footballing nation right now. Our We're friend, uh, our friends Dave and Claudio from the, the Supporters Club and from the Voyageurs texted me and said the last time uh, Canada lost at BMO was in 2010 versus Peru. So that place is a fortress. Because uh, people were talking about, hey, so it's obviously um, they're comfortable there. They've done well there. But last night was chicanery, right, Dubs? A little, a little. That was a, a ridiculous. Was that Quebec French or French? That, French? That, that's Ottawa French for chicanery in English. Mm-hmm. Is the word. Okay. Uh, Did they say it was in Montreal or? Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 was a, it was horrible to watch that second half. You felt it in the in the press box. Jimmy probably was getting like his blood pressure was over the fucking moon. <laughs> Wheeler was probably had the blood pressure monitor on you. Your your face must have been so red in the, when you were calling that game. Just uh, I was losing there at some mm-hmm. points. It was just disappointment, really, because I thought yeah. we, we first half we were so good. Disappointed to see just all crumble. Was I tell you this for free? Yes, <laughs> a guy like Alfonso Davies. Potentially up there when you're talking about the best left-sided footballer in the world, a football nation anywhere on the planet would sell out just for him alone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. He would be almost at God level in most countries. And we we so and then we have more bigger crowds for MLS. Those guys like is it is there a case of MLS fans don't even know what the fuck they're like what they're looking at? Yeah. Like Jonathan David, League All. You know, you guys got plenty. Laren, Davies, top winning champions leagues. Like, what do you have to put on the field for people to show up? I mean, he's 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 box office. I mean, he is a player that you go to see and you pay money to see. Every time he gets the ball, you're like, even when he's playing poorly. I mean, when he plays with top class players around him at Bayern Munich, and he he overplays for Canada. I got to say, he he, because he's playing A, B, C, D, and everything else. But he is a top drawer player, and. When he gets the ball at his feet, man, oh man, you know the thing is going to happen. Well, yeah. even Jamaica, Craig. I mean, that was a decent Jamaica team, right? Damari Gray, Leon Bailey, and Antonio wasn't there. They're, they're a fun team. There's some big names there. If you're a football fan, wouldn't you just go out to see them? Well, that too, Combined right? Yeah, Premier, yeah. Premier League players. There's a, ton of there's a ton of talent out there. Yeah. Yesterday. And they, yeah, they could barely sell I me mean, seventeen thousand. I think was the official number. And people that, that people that were there were fantastic. It was loud, but the fact they couldn't sell the full stadium is just uh, again not in the least bit surprising. But, but where it's, we're and at. they also set like setting the bar so low, not even opening up that top bowl. Mm-hmm. Did, there just seems to be a real disconnect and an and inability to seize when's the right moment to do certain things. You I know, think, though, when if the demand was there, though, Dubs. If the demand was there, they would have opened it up. I would think. You think so? It was I as think a re- so, yeah. As a response yeah. to slow ticket sales? Yeah, often they'll did, do that, right? Did anyone see or was hear the promotion a commercial? There. Yeah, there there any, yeah, was there a... Because no, I, do, I didn't hear a thing about it. Not one. No. You know, there is a level of marketing. And, you know, Craig always asks, what's the first thing you would do if you were like, you know, VP of marketing at 
um, at Canada Soccer, and it would be getting Higher to know all, getting 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 to know every player and every coach, and having them be your best ambassadors for this sport. And there's guys that are going to be they great. Don't give a shit. Some do. Some really. Some and uh, you do they? Do they? You don't know. You can't say that. I, I don't. You know. I don't know. But I. I, yeah. I have a suspicion that they don't give a fuck. No, but if you treat them with uh, as a professional, say, hey, part of your part of your job here is a legacy approach. You play mm-hmm. to the vanity and their ego, and legacy plays. And if it if it's about you know leaving your mark, I, I think a lot of these guys would come to the table, be press friendly, be uh, you know show up with a little more enthusiasm than they do because they don't. I mean, they really don't push the sport. Ron, yeah. Do you remember, do you remember the uh, TFC press conference? With just <laughs> John Molinaro. <laughs> J-Mo sitting there, yeah. Uh, not many come out. That, in no. fairness, that's because they weren't invited out. Yeah, all right. Not there was no email. press release. There's no, no invitations. <laughs> don't get me fucking started on that bullshit. Um, yeah, that would help. But, um, <laughs> I mean, listen. We we have a podcast where, for some some god unknown reason, thousands of people listen to it every week, and we talk about Canadian soccer, right? They could have got airtime with us, yeah, for practically nothing, woman. Yeah, and not only that, <laughs> Give us some we tickets. Do it, we do it. We do it for free. Yeah. At the end, well, we we're talking about you know, but for I mean, Rhonda said, "Hey, Rhonda Brownlee." She reached out to Amy and to the and to I and just said, "Hey, can you guys?" promote Sinky's Bon Voyage games, right? And we've been doing it. Because of us. 37,000 tickets right now because of us. There you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thanks have, to us. <laughs> thanks to us. But um, there's that opportunity. So, Charms, you're right. You know, we were the ones telling people about the match. It's not like they reached out to us to tell us. We want to see these people win. Those people, the Canada soccer teams. <laughs> oh and i do want to say talking about people that support us um remember that wonderful review that we read out a couple pods ago pugs wizard no salish sea okay it's like equal parts it oh yes yes, equal parts intelligent by but simultaneously dumb chris corrigan on that was chris Chris. okay it was chris he has some great points by the way um Mm -hmm. last night he did He's well spoken. Yep, he's one of the the rare and few intelligent listeners we have. Um, and, I, and also, I have to say, Carrie <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> I have to say, Carrie Ryan's name twice because she texted me and said, "If you every time you say Claudio or Dave's name, I've got it's like almost like Beetlejuice. I've got to say her name twice." <laughs> okay, <you> know, <laughs> All right, listen, um, I'm gonna go because I've got to celebrate my wife's birthday. Yeah, it's not hey, she turns twenty five. Is she home? Just got home actually, yeah. And I, she's ordered sushi for her. Nice. Uh, for, she, she yeah, she's it. like, I hate pies. <laughs> I'm so sick of pies. <laughs> we don't eat pies I hate in my eating pies. The breakfast think, and lunch. You think you can get this kind of physique by eating pies? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Char might, Charles might be eating some pie later. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no! Where's my birthday present? Well. Can we call that it actually in good Quebecois French? A tarte au poil. Tarte au poil? Tarte au poil? A hair pie. pie.
God. What's it called? Tart au poil. hair pie. Hairy pie, yeah. Okay. Well, you guys want to continue, you can. No, you always say this. Just sign off. All right. Um, I didn't get to the Virginia Dest red card. We'll get to it on Friday, oh, shall we? I, mean, it's great. Yeah, I want to find out from you guys the most angry of being at a teammate. Right, ever. Ooh, okay. Not now. Think about it for a Friday show. Um, hope you enjoyed that. Generally speaking, we are happy people. Just when Canada put that kind of performance in, it does piss us off. When they play well, we'll celebrate them, though. That's for sure. But they'll be back. Newspapers. Yeah. Trinidad Tobago. How could they lose that one, huh? Yeah. In fact, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We're going to Let's Copa. We're going to Copa. Yeah, we are. And then watch out. Brazil, Argentina, you're in trouble. Pretty prime <laughs> road trip. All right. My newspaper? Brazil. Hey, that. First, First law at home. He's selling furniture for us. This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Bat. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. Players, have a good night. Bye, guys. Happy birthday, Tony. Happy birthday, Tony. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.